Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. This is If You're Ready, Come Go With Me by the Staple Singers. Uh, they were a, a terrific group, a terrific group. And I really wanted to play this for some reason. But for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. But for some reason, this group had uh, some something that I wanted to recognize. And uh, I'm sure it will come to me. But what it is and what its significance to today is... You got me. All right. Um, if you want to comment on anything we're talking about, 800-848-9222. I tell you, one of the guests that we had on not long ago who we got an incredible amount of interest in and people asking questions of and urging me to have him back is uh, Dr. Joe Galati. He is a liver specialist, a wellness expert, a speaker, and an author who has written extensively on America's obesity epidemic. And um, very ironic that somebody who's so concerned about obesity would do this. But a couple of days ago, something arrived at our house from Dr. Galati, and it was a pie. And uh, I'm really looking forward to (laughs) trying this pie. So, Dr. Galati, let me thank you and reprimand you at the same time publicly. Well, you know, Frank, thank you uh, very much for having me on. And that is always a big problem. When I send somebody food, they immediately say, oh, my goodness, Joe Galati is sending out a, a pecan pie or a Junior's cheesecake to somebody. How dare you do that? But like you've said a million times, it's all about moderation. Right. Well, so um, it, it was an interesting and I, I'm looking forward to trying this and I may bring this uh, Sunday. We're doing sort of a, a Thanksgiving with some family that we were not going to see uh, on Thursday. It was a, a Brozos, a, Bur- a, a Brozos pecan pie. Is that what it is? Well, it's it's around here in Houston, the Brazos River. Brazos. That, and, you see. know, coming coming from New York, I had to learn how to say pecan instead of pecan and brazos everything is brazos so they talk about the brazos river uh but it is probably one of the best pecan pies 
you can get anywhere. Good company, barbecue in Houston, Texas. Outstanding. Really? Well, I'm looking forward to trying it, and uh, very gracious of you. But um, you certainly know the best way to get booked back on the show. Hey, um, let me ask you this, Dr. Galati. A new study out this week shows that adults with fatty liver disease have a shortened life expectancy by three years. Now, I know we touched upon this in our last conversation. Remind us, what exactly is fatty liver disease? Well, fatty liver is exactly as you would think. It is when your liver becomes filled with excess fat. Now, the, th- the thing here is that this fat is toxic. These are toxic lipids. They include triglycerides, something called free fatty acids, uh, cholesterol, and it is most likely related to obesity, especially that truncal obesity, and insulin resistance, which means your body is making insulin, but it, it's unable to get to the cells to take the glucose in your blood into the cells to use it. And as a result of the accumulation of fat. And literally when you look at the fat, either grossly with your eyes, let's say during an operation or on a biopsy, it is filled with sheets of of these fat globules. And this sets up this toxic environment that leads to inflammation and literally destruction of your liver. You form scar tissue, and you can get cirrhosis of your liver. Now, it doesn't occur in everybody. You could have a fatty liver, but no inflammation and and destruction. But there is a subset, which may be as high as 20%, 15% of people with fatty liver, that will develop this inflammation and potentially cirrhosis. Now, when you look at the raw numbers, somewhere between 80 to 100 million people in the United States have fatty liver. And these are enormous numbers, Frank. And it is, as a hepatologist, as a liver specialist, very alarming to see these people coming in. Yeah. So uh, we're talking with Dr. Joe Galati. Uh, We're going to tell you how you can um, get his book and listen to his podcast. But just so I understand, um, the the liver is something, negative health effects of the liver is something that we've so often associated with drinking. Uh, Essentially, even if you don't drink at all, you could be dealing with a lot of liver problems just through excess fat. Oh, exactly. And, and people do. You're, you hit it on the head. A lot of uh, the public feels that they are, in a sense, immune to any sort of liver damage if they don't drink or if they drink in a very modest way. They think that you know they're okay because it's only alcohol. But this is a big problem that we spend a large part of our day trying to get the word out that the rank and file adult or teenager, which we talked about last time with the children, they are putting themselves at risk for chronic liver disease, the potential to get much more serious liver disease by becoming obese, eating the wrong foods, and not realizing it. And it's that connection of having a behavior, a risk factor, and not realizing that it is harming them. And that there's an out, Frank, that that with weight loss and improved nutrition, we can get reversible of fatty liver. Can you be, can you appear to be thin 
and still suffer from uh, fatty liver disease? And can you appear to be heavy and not suffer from fatty liver disease? Or does anybody who looks like they're overweight, do they generally have fatty liver disease? And is, uh, yeah, let me throw that at you. Okay, so there is this thin fatty liver. About 17% of people that have fatty liver, either on ultrasound, biopsy, or CAT scan, will be thin. They'll be within a normal range. So that then gets into, number one, some sort of genetic predisposition. Number two, you may still have some degree of insulin resistance, sort of that almost a pre-diabetic state. On the flip side, if you are obese, is it a done deal that you're going to have fatty liver? Well, let me just take a step back. If you're obese, you are likely to be on your way to insulin resistance. You probably have high cholesterol. You probably have high blood pressure. This is the uh, sort of the profile of somebody with fatty liver. If you were to take those, those individuals that are just obese, probably about 60 to 70% will have fatty liver. Wow. So again, very big numbers. Absolutely. There's a new report that shows highly processed foods are as addictive as tobacco. What are uh, some highly processed foods uh, that folks should enjoy? And what, what does your research tell you about the addict- addictivity of these foods? Well, it's, it's going to be the processed food, and they are processed in that it, it starts really in, in the lab. They test out these foods to see how much you have to chew. Foods that you have to chew and chomp on are not good. Public doesn't like these. They want food that almost dissolves in the mouth, that are hyper-flavored. Literally, when you bite into it, your brain lights up. You were talking a little earlier about sort of behavior with acetaminophen and things like that. But your your brain gets hooked on these. You start to like them. And eating an asparagus is not as much fun as a salty potato chip. And so we are surrounded. And that is the problem, Frank. We are surrounded by all of these processed foods. We're not cooking at home, we're opting out for these processed foods in in one form or another, and it's triggering the brain to become addicted, very similar to uh, tobacco. And there are those in nutrition and neuroscience that are actually thinking that there needs to be a warning on your favorite bag of chips or candy or crackers uh, because of the highly addictive nature, which then, as you could see, turns itself into an obesogenic diet, and you get heart disease and diabetes and all these chronic diseases that we face. Uh, what are So you mentioned potato chips. What are some of these other processed foods that are addictive and that people should avoid? Well, we're talking, I, I mean, Frank, really, almost anything. If it comes in a can, box, or bag, I would say it is processed. The, you know, the chips the candy, the fast foods, the, uh, all of the drive-throughs, the processed foods, it is all highly processed, loaded with salt, artificial mm. flavors. And the, the key thing that they talk about in sort of that food science is that they are hyper-flavored. And that is the problem. The flavoring just sets our taste buds on fire. 
What are food? You mentioned asparagus, but what are some of other foods that would detoxify uh, our our liver? What are some foods that can kind of let our liver and our bodies in general go the other way? You, you know, we want to focus on really a plant based diet: fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, green leafy vegetables, uh, and all of the fruit, especially citrus. And so in, to, to give you a blanket answer, fresh fruits and vegetables avoid the processed foods because all of these foods are going to have proper nutrients. They're going to have fiber because, again, the processed foods are going to have all of the, the fiber and the phytonutrients wiped out. The other, the other interesting thing here, and there's more and more research, and, and most of your listeners have probably come across some sort of discussion on this is the, the, uh, the bacteria in your gut, the, the microbiome, it's called. That is very much a driver for fatty liver. Now, we have trillions of bacteria in our small intestine. They're there for a reason. Now, when we eat more processed food, low in fiber, and even food that has artificial sweeteners in it, the good bacteria go down, the, let's just say, bad bacteria increase, that triggers inflammation, not only in the liver, but throughout the entire body. And so when you are eating foods that are stripped of the nutrients, stripped of the fiber, you are setting up a potential to alter the intestinal microbiome. And so getting back on the high fiber fruits and vegetables in their natural state is benefiting your microbiome, which then in turn lowers the inflammation in your body and, and, and sort of is that start to reducing chronic disease. You have written a book uh, called Eating Yourself Sick. People can yes. check it out at your website, drjogalati.com. That's D-R-J-O-E-G-A-L-A-T-I.com. What are you covering in this book? What's this book about? Well, you know, it ranges from... Uh, the the reader and all of our patients and people on the radio to be better consumers of healthcare. We want you to really understand what your risk factors are, certainly for liver disease, but also how do you look at yourself with regard to your risk factors for diabetes, heart disease, cancer. We we stress through the whole book the three F's, which is very simple: family, faith, and food. You talked earlier uh, during your rampage about Thanksgiving and people working and they should be staying home. We have really gone away from eating at home because when you're not eating at home, there's, there's really a very high chance that you're going to eat more of this processed food, which just creates this, this uh, uh, snowball effect. So we talk about that. We talk about strategies to stay well. We talk about understanding how the liver functions, understanding how to interpret your blood test, how to uh, understand if you get an ultrasound or a CAT scan, how do you understand what that means? And for you to be a better consumer, to wake up and realize that you really have a lot of control over your health. And the, the, the worst thing in a day, Frank, is when I see somebody come in that has been lingering with pain, abnormal blood work, especially their liver chemistries. They've known about having a fatty liver for 
there was somebody uh, probably about two weeks ago, 20 years they knew they had fatty liver, and I had to break the news to them that they had cirrhosis, and they were uh, uh, quite upset, not realizing that they should have done a better job of being a steward of their body, but they were also a bit upset with their physician who year after year was just saying, yep, Frank, your liver numbers are up and you got a fatty liver, do your best to try to lose weight. Right. They never did. They didn't quite understand the seriousness of it. And it's human nature. If you're not really uh, nailed down sure. to say this is a big problem, uh, we're going to ignore it and just sort of move on. So uh, and we're talking with Dr. Joe Galati. His website is drjoegalati.com, G-A-L-A-T-I.com. I have spoken with a lot of people over the years that have uh, dealt with alcohol problems. And one of the things that I've heard from more than one person is that what they found this time of year, the holidays, a particularly challenging time of year because there were so many more opportunities to drink alcohol. There's Christmas Mm -hmm. parties three, four, five times a year. Got a big Christmas Eve party. Uh, There's a lot of pressure to drink. Same thing on Christmas Day. Then uh, New Year's Eve Eve. There's New Year's Eve. There's New Year's Day. It's basically a month long, a month and a half if you include Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, yeah, drinking drink bins, right. Yeah. Uh, I, the same thing can be said of food. What strategies can you give people listening to us now who find that they always put on between 15 and 20 pounds between Halloween and New Year's as right. to how they can minimize the damage that they're doing to their body through food? Well, you have to really come up with a plan. If you just go from party to party ad lib and say, okay, we have a, a work party at you know 12 to 3 and I'm going to eat, then I'm going to go home and it's an evening party. You have to really plan to say that there are strategies. Okay, so I would say bulk up if there's a, you know at a party where there is maybe some loose fruit, some vegetables, a little vegetable dip, go in that direction and avoid the highly processed food, the sweets, the cookies, which again are all part of Christmas and Thanksgiving and the holidays, but it has to be in moderation. So have one pastry instead of a plateful. Um, Drink water, non-alcoholic beverages, sort of uh, fill your stomach up so that you're not so inclined to say, man, I am starving, let me get another uh, chicken slider and go from there. So it is more important than than like what you eat or what you don't eat. You have to go in, bef- literally before you walk in, you have to say to yourself, at this party, I am not having any sweets. I am going to limit it to a couple of hors d'oeuvres and whatever the main meal is. But there has to be that consciousness because in the back of their head, they have to have the knowledge that all the salt, all the sugar, all the fat is just leading to problems and the 10, 20 pounds that you're going to gain. The other thing about alcohol, and you're right, we see coming in from this time of the year through New Year's, a large number of people with acute alcoholic hepatitis, which is a severe, very much life-threatening alcohol toxicity in, in a sense. And it is exactly as you said, they just go on this binge of drinking party after party. What we say and what the guidelines are, women should consume no more than one 
alcoholic beverage per 24 hours and men too. Now that sounds like, you know, what party are you going to that somebody may just have one, one drink? But that really is the thing to do. The other thing, getting back to acetaminophen, which you were talking about, acetaminophen makes the uh, consumption of alcohol all the more toxic to your liver. And so what happens is, again, sort of crazy logic. People say, look, I don't want to hang over. Let me pre-medicate myself with some Tylenol. And so they bulk up on Tylenol, take their alcohol, then they go into liver failure. Mm-hmm. And and it year after year, we see it. And again, that's a, uh, a, a message we have to get out to everybody. All right. Hey, Dr. Joe Galati, it is always a treat to talk with you. Thanks so much for the time. I want to encourage everybody to check out your website, drjogalati.com. And uh, they can get your book there. And uh, I appreciate all the, the you being so generous with your time, even at an odd hour. Uh, the Absolutely. book is Eating Yourself Sick. And uh, I don't see anything in there about pecan pie. So hopefully we're okay. No, but we're going to make a new chapter and we'll add it in. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Thank, happy Thanksgiving. You Craig. too. You too. Uh, we'll see you next time you're in New York. Okay. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 800 848 9222 straight ahead. The other side of midnight. midnight.